What's up, guys? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so, so much for being here, for hanging out with me each week. I'm so excited and overjoyed to have you. The listens on this podcast just keep going up and up every single month, so I'm so grateful to all of you who do tune in and share the podcast to your stories and share it with your friends and family and everybody who you think will resonate. So I just wanted to take a second to let you know that I see you and I appreciate you and everybody who leaves reviews on the podcast. I read all of them and they mean so, so, so much to me. So thank you guys so much for all of your support. And speaking of that, in order to kind of thank you guys for being here, I wanted to shout out some of the ways that you can kind of learn a little bit more from me or get more involved in my world in some ways. So I just want to remind you of some free and low cost resources that I have available to you guys if you are wanting to dive deeper and learn more. So on the podcast already, episode number 32 is an abundance meditation. It's all about creating your abundant future and I help you visualize that in a really clear way. This is an awesome meditation that you can use over and over and over again in order to really access that vision that you're trying to create for your future and help manifest it. So you guys already have that available here on the podcast, but if you're looking for another one of my meditations, you can go over to my website, samanthadaily.com and all you have to do is enter your email and you will get access to my self-love and forgiveness meditation which is very new and recent and super powerful. It's something that I taught during the self-love experience and the women absolutely loved this meditation. So I wanted to share it with everybody. So you guys can go and grab that for free over on my website. Also on my website for free, when you sign up to my Monday motivation emails, you get access to my journaling guide. So this is a free ebook that you'll be able to download and it's, I think it's like about 15 pages of just straight up journaling prompts. So you can print this ebook if you want to, or you can just use it digitally, or you can just use it as a reference to kind of take prompts, like pull random prompts from when you're wanting to journal, but you don't know exactly what you want to write about. That's a great resource to just kind of look towards and get ideas for journaling prompts. So you get that for free when you sign up to my mailing list. So, and that's another free thing that you guys can, can join and get inspiration and motivation and tips from every Monday. I send out a newsletter and I try to make them really value packed. And once a month at the beginning of every month, I make sure I do a really big newsletter that includes some guidance for the month and Oracle card pull, um, journaling prompts for the month, and some prompts that will help you set your intentions for the month ahead. So make sure that you are on my email list and that you're getting those Monday emails if you don't already. And what else? So we have my Facebook group, which is an exclusive group, so it's not open to everybody, but every now and then I like to open it up to the podcast community because I know if you're listening to this show, you're already the type of person that should be in the group and would bring good energy to the group and would be able to benefit and learn and share inside of this group. So if you're not already in my Facebook community, it's called the High Vibe Mindset Tribe. Just search for it on Facebook and I'll also leave the link for you guys in the show notes here on this episode. But inside of this group, you can connect with all of the women that have taken 
various courses of mine and there's some yoga flows in there for you. There's some guided meditations. Um, there's a Q&A with me. There's weekly threads on our wins, our gratitude, what we're manifesting. And there's also some exclusive content from my course from Burnt Out to Badass. So there are some PDFs and some downloads that you can only find inside of my course, but they are also sneakily <laughs> snuck in to this Facebook group. So obviously there's not everything in there, but there is like two or three things I think thrown in there. So if you want to get those resources, jump inside the Facebook group, make sure that you answer the questions when you're requesting to join the group because people who don't answer those questions, I don't know where they've come from and I don't allow them into the group just because I want this to be a really, I want it to be a really beautiful community of people who are really designed to be in this type of space. So when you request to join the group, just make sure that you put in that you are coming from the podcast. And also on my IGTV, I know none of us really look at IGTV on its own, but if you're on my Instagram page and you click over to the IGTV icon, you can find a couple of really great videos over there where I do live journaling sessions, where I do live meditations. I guide you through meditations around abundance, clearing your blocks around money, and all sorts of other stuff. So that's a really good place to go. If you're looking to go deeper and just do more work, head over to my IGTV. And then the last resource that I want to give you guys is to remind you that my ebook, which is called New Year, New Magic, The Complete Manifestation Guide, is on sale on my website. So if you go to samanthadaily.com and you go to products, You'll be able to see my ebook there. It's $22. It's an amazing jam-packed resource. All things manifestation, my personal stories, photos, the things that I've gone through in my life, all of my tips and tricks. We talk about setting up your life in order to call in more of your desires, how to create space, how to build habits, everything that you kind of need to know. And again, this is a, a resource that I only typically give to my clients, but from time to time, I do put it on sale on my website. So that is available if you guys are interested and you want to go deeper. Also at the back of that ebook, there are a whole bunch of journaling pages and worksheets and things to help you really create clarity around what you're calling in and, and develop some of the mindsets in order to help you do that. So yeah, I just wanted to say thank you guys for being here and tuning into the podcast every week and sharing it. So those are some of the free and low cost ways that you can kind of dive into my world a little bit more and go deeper with this work. But today I'm really excited to chat to you guys about productivity and shifting your mindset uh, to kind of move away from the stress and the overwhelm. And this is a huge story in my life. Like I'm actively moving through this right now alongside you. So I'm not approaching this topic as an expert whatsoever, but I do have some perspectives that I think might be really helpful. And this is a topic that's come up with so many of my clients recently and I just think it's something that we're all kind of seeking and that we can all kind of relate to. So I wanted to share it with you guys today. So that's what we're going to be talking about on the episode today. I'm also going to dive into some masculine and feminine energies, work-life balance, calling in the lifestyle you desire, negativity in your work or in your life and how to navigate that, um, self-care versus productivity, 
all, all the goods. So if that sounds interesting to you guys, stick around and let's jump into the episode. Welcome to the Makeshift Happen podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Daly, entrepreneur, life coach, and your no BS bestie, here to bring you all things mindset, manifestation, and personal development. This podcast is designed to help you expand your mind and up-level your life. So turn the volume up and roll the windows down if you're coming along for the ride. Let's go make shift happen. that I want to say about productivity is that a lot of us are addicted to it, right? We have this addiction to productivity. We are constantly pushing ourselves to be more productive and do more and more and more. And then we also feel immensely guilty when we have an unproductive day or a less than productive day, right? And so this this concept, like it is not unique to me or you. Like I really believe that so many of us feel this way. And it is in part because of our societal programming and living in the patriarchy, we are conditioned to seek that masculine energy and to produce and perform and achieve. And that is the way that we kind of receive recognition. And so ultimately, and you know, there's other reasons why we can have this sort of mentality just based on how we grew up and our personality types and our parents and all kinds of other things, of course. But I think a lot of times it really comes down to self-worth, which so much of our struggles in life do come down to self-worth. Like I feel like we can just boil them all down to, oh, it's probably a self-worth issue. Like whether it's confidence or self-love or productivity or whatever it is, right? Money, success, all of those things, they all really root back down to self-worth, which is why doing this work of building your own internal sense of self-worth is so freaking important. And it's why I do what I do. Like that is the journey that I take my clients through. And it's so important because it really does ripple out and touch every single area of, of our lives. But in terms of this addiction to productivity, I think a lot of times it can come down to a self-worth issue. We feel like we are more worthy, we we are more valuable when we're able to show up productively in the world. So, you know, I want you to think about what your, and this may even be like an unconscious thing for you right now, but what is your mental idea of productive? Like what does it mean for you if you have a productive day? So I did this with a client recently and I had her make a list of all the tasks that she typically quote unquote counts as being productive. Like if you were to have a really productive day, what would that have looked like? What are some of the tasks that would have gotten done or the things that you would have spent time on that would have made you get to the end of that day and be like, oh, Amazing. That was such a productive day. Spoiler alert, a lot of times, not only are these, of course, going to be like work things, but most of the time when it's not work, career, success, money related, the other thing that we naturally include in our productivity is like 
household things, like mainly cleaning. So it's like, oh, if I vacuumed and I did two loads of laundry and I emptied the dishwasher and I cleaned the house and I, you know, dusted the furniture or whatever, then wow, that was a really amazing productive day. So this is kind of the conclusion that my client and I came to. We were like, why do we only feel productive when we're basically like a slave to our work or a a glorified like cleaning lady? Like we, we have to start to question what we actually count as being productive. And I've talked about this phenomenon before in terms of exercise and movement and working out. When we have a really constricted idea about what counts as a workout or as exercise, we start to we start to become not only resistant to working out and doing exercise, but we also spend a lot of time in guilt and shame and not enoughness because we're doing things that don't fit that mold of, oh, this counts as a good workout, right? A lot of times we have this idea of if I burn X amount of calories or I sweat for whatever amount or I'm in the gym for X amount of minutes or I'm weightlifting or running or whatever. We create all these ideas and um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not restrictions, but like requirements. We create all these requirements in order for us to consider something a workout. And we do the same thing for a productive day. We are unconsciously creating an entire contract of all these requirements that of what counts in order for us to be productive or not. So I had my client make this list, right, of, okay, what are all the things that right now, if you did them, you would feel like, yes, amazing, that was a productive day. And then on the other side of the paper, I had her split it in two. I said, you know, okay, what else could you spend your time doing that you don't traditionally view or consider to be productive but that you know is in fact a really positive use of your time, right? So what are the other elements of your life? What are the other activities, the other things that you could do that you don't necessarily count as being productive, but at the end of the day, you know it's a good use of your time. Like those are positive things for you to be doing. And, you know, a lot of times this list ends up being things that we do for ourselves, which is whether that's like a meditation or it's a workout or it's taking a long bath or it's, you know, pulling your tarot or oracle cards or sitting in visualization or journaling and writing down your next level life or even just like having a sitting on sitting outside in the sun and reading a book or having a moment with your coffee or tea where you are not attached to your phone and you're just intentionally kind of being in the present moment and taking deep breaths like these are all things that we know are inherently positive for our life and for our mind and for our future but we we're not actually counting them towards our productivity and so what that, what that ends up translating into is all of those things that are really, really amazing infusions of positivity and manifestation energy into our life, they end up coming at the very, very end of our list. And because our list of what counts as being productive is full of all of these big masculine energy tasks that revolve around work or cleaning, we end up being unable 
to complete enough of those tasks in a day to successfully consider ourselves productive. So at the end of most days, we feel in lack. We feel that we haven't done enough or that we're not enough or that we should be doing more. And this is a really gross (laughs) negative energy to create for ourselves on a daily basis. And I know this because this is an energy that I have to try and transmute a lot in my life because I am right in that camp with you of being addicted to productivity and this idea of doing more, producing more, creating more, making more, being more, all the things, right? It's it's never enough. And that's another thing to really consider is like, it is it ever going to be enough for you to consider yourself a productive person? Like what would you really have to do in order for that to be enough for you? Because a lot of times the answer is that it's just, it's it's so unrealistic that we're never going to get there. So we're setting this, we're setting this bar of like, oh, you have to do this many tasks every day and be on task and never get distracted and never waste time on your phone and yada, 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 and do all of your self-care and your morning routines and your exercise and eat healthy meals and yada, all these things. And then you get to say, okay, that was a productive day. And somehow we expect ourselves to be able to keep up with that rhythm day in and day out every day. And if we don't, suddenly, ooh, we feel guilty, we feel bad, we're not enough. This is, this is, it's just, it's, it sucks. (laughs) And it's a huge issue. So I want you, if you're listening and you have time, if not, just take a screenshot of the episode right now so that you have the timestamp and you can come back to it. But I want you to make, I want you to do that exercise. I want you to make those lists. So split the page in half. On one side, write the list of tasks that you typically count towards being part of your productive day. And then on the other half, I want you to write that list of things that are inherently positive uses of your time, but you don't actually tend to count them towards being productive. And when you do this, this is really just going to to show you exactly how much we are neglecting some of the most amazing practices and uses of our time in pursuit of this crazy, unrealistic goal of productivity that is also just a complete invention of our mind. Also, reminder, like who made that up? I don't know. Like probably us, but so why, why do we create a belief about productivity or a belief about what counts about productivity if it's actually not serving us, if it's not serving our mental health, if it's not serving our relationships, if it's not serving our work-life balance, if it's not serving our self-worth and our view of ourselves and what we're accomplishing in this world, in this life, in this season, right? We get to choose what we believe which is hard for us to really grasp onto and connect with. But I want you to remember that if the belief that you have around what it takes to be productive in your life or to be successful, right? Those two things are kind of interchangeable, productivity and success. But if you don't like the belief that you have about what it's going to take to get there, You can choose to change that. It's going to take work and intention and a lot of reframing and practice, but you can choose what you want to believe. And so, you know, I am choosing to believe that self-care is productive. 
that honoring my needs is productive, that enjoying my time is productive, that being in the present moment with myself and with the people around me that I love is productive, that taking a fucking break is productive, that sitting and staring at the ceiling or closing my eyes and breathing deep and resting and taking a moment to reset, that's productive, right? I'm choosing to reframe the way that I see productivity because the way that I see it now doesn't actually serve me. It doesn't help me live a better life. It doesn't actually make me more fulfilled. It just makes me really, really exhausted and always feeling like I'm not doing enough, which is a horrible energy to sit in. So we're going to choose to change that right now. (laughs) And so when I was talking to this client about all of this, I was like, you know what? What even is the definition of productivity, right? Like what, what, what is the dictionary definition of productivity and so we looked it up and basically productivity is anything well okay productivity is anything that helps you produce something it's like the ability to produce and you know the dictionary definition is about like goods and consumer products or like whatever um or with the other example that they gave in the dictionary was about the cough <laughs> like if you have a productive cough it means like mucus is coming up so productivity comes from the root produce right so it means to produce things whatever that is but i i want to create a new definition of productivity Because if I have a new definition of productivity, that means a lot of new things will fit into that category, that list that are things that count as making me feel productive. Now, when I create this new definition, it's going to be, it's going to become something that I have to reaffirm to myself and that I have to practice unlearning the old definition and relearning the new definition. So it's not going to stick right away for me or you or for, you know, any type of belief that we start to try and and switch and change. But I've written this down in my journal and my new definition of productivity is productivity is anything that brings me closer to my ideal life. So think about that for a second. Productivity is anything that brings me closer to my ideal life. So when you think about your ideal life, Is your ideal life this like rat race of constantly not feeling enough and having to do more and always being, always, you know, feeling like what you're doing is not enough or you're just not content with the level of productivity that you're having and you you have to do more and be more and produce more and earn more in order for you to be happy? It's like this constant chase. Like, is that bringing you closer to your next level life or to your ideal lifestyle? No. What is going to bring us closer to our ideal life? For me, well, first I have to kind of define what my ideal life is, right? My ideal life doesn't include all those things that I just mentioned. My ideal life, like when I close my eyes and I see it, it actually includes me doing a lot less And it's probably the same for you. We're always waiting for the day where we can just start doing less. 
like, oh, someday, you know, when I have X amount of money or when my business looks like this or when my career looks like this or when my kids and my house look like this, then I'll be able to take a vacation and then I'll have more freedom to travel and then I'll be able to just take a day off whenever I want to and then I'll have less hours and then, you know, we're always just kind of like waiting until we're allowed to do less. But the person that allows you to do less is ultimately you. Like even if you're even if you don't work for yourself, even if you work for somebody else, there are a lot of ways in which you are obligating yourself to do more than what you actually need to do because of this addiction to productivity. So, if your ideal life like mine is a life where you are able to rest and relax more and do less and let go of the control of a lot of the things in your life and receive help from others and have more days off and have more restful breaks in your work life, then productivity for you has to start to become anything that's going to bring you closer to that, which means we need to start embodying that way of living right now in our present reality as much as possible. And that may be more available to us somewhere down the track. We may be able to let go more. We may be able to rest more. We may be able to travel more at some point down the road in the future. But we can't deny that there are ways, small ways in which we can start to do that right now in our current life and reality. And so that is the work of changing our belief system about productivity is becoming productive in the sense that you are embodying the type of life that you actually want to live rather than living this like rat race life where it's full of lack and not enoughness and constantly catching up and feeling like you're drowning or just barely keeping your head above water like if that's not where we're trying to go then we need to stop living there 24 7 right? We need to look at that future vision of our lives and start to infuse some of those elements into our current reality because that is ultimately part of the manifestation process is embodying your future version right now in the present as much as possible. And that's what's going to fast track you to actually get to that next point and be able to let go more and be able to relax more and be able to take a deep breath and feel like you've done enough and feel like you've been productive even though you have less hours on your timetable or you have less housework to do or whatever it is, right? So I want you to embrace this new definition with me if it's resonating with you, which is productivity is anything that brings me closer to my ideal life. And so you can even journal on that too. Like what would that be? What are some of the things that actually bring me closer to my ideal life? What are those practices, habits, routines, rituals? What are the ways in which I can spend my time that actually do bring me closer to my ideal lifestyle? Make a list of those things and make sure that you have it somewhere where you can see it so that you're reminded of, hey, this is what counts for me as productivity now. Along with, you know, our responsibilities, of course, and our work duties and taking care of our homes, like all of that stuff is still going to be part of our life and it's still going to be part of what we have to show up for just as humans who are trying to be adults. (laughs) But 
we have to get clear about what is our new definition of productivity and what counts as being productive. Because if the only thing that counts towards a productive day for you is work and cleaning or chores or running errands or taking care of your kids, you're just going to be run ragged all the time and still feeling like you didn't do enough. So we have to allow more things to be included in this definition of what makes us feel productive so that we can actually start to feel productive, right? So I hope this is landing for you guys. I hope this is making sense. I also wanted to share with you a clip Um, an IGTV live video that I did last month where I talked all about mindset shifts for, you know, releasing stress and overwhelm. And I also go over the masculine and feminine energies, the difference between the two, how the addiction to productivity is connected to being really highly in your masculine energy. Um, I talk about work-life balance. Uh, We talk about calling in the lifestyle that you desire, kind of like what I was just saying now. And we also talk about negativity at work and in your life and how to navigate that. So I wanted to share with you that um, IGT Live here in this episode. So you're going to notice a difference in the audio quality when we switch over to that, but give it 30 seconds and you'll get used to it. Um, That's the reason that it sounds different is because it's just coming from Instagram and not coming from my beautiful mic that I have here on the podcast. Um, But I want to share that with you guys. So that's coming up next and that's it for me I hope you guys resonated with this episode let me know if you loved it take a screenshot share it to your stories and stick around for the last section of this episode because there are lots of really really good juicy tips and ideas quotes mantras lots of stuff in there so let's get into it today I'm going to be talking to all of my people that are easily stressed and overwhelmed. And this is like a mindset shift that has come up for me with my clients recently and in my own life. So I've talked a lot about like masculine and feminine energies, especially if you listen to the podcast. But for all of us out there that are like, always feel like we're pushing, pushing, pushing to get to the next level of our life or achieve our goals, that can get overwhelming, right? That's a lot of weight to carry on your shoulders. It's a lot of responsibility. It's a lot of pressure on yourself to be the one that puts forth the effort and the time and the money and everything that's required in order for you to get where you want to go. So who I'm really talking to today are the people who feel like they overwork themselves sometimes. So if you're the type of person that like, wants to get more focused or wants to develop more productivity or knows that they need to take more action and they're holding back, this isn't really for you. This is for my people who are already taking lots of action and really, really pushing themselves, but maybe to the point of burnout or overwhelm or chronic stress. Um, So things like that. Yeah. Really highly in your masculine energy, because this has been my story for my whole life. Um, And I think that really comes from believing that hard work is required in order to, to get what I want and not just hard work, but kind of like hard work and sacrifice. So this was one of my money stories that I had to work through, um, which I talk a lot about in my course, all about money, cosmic cash, the belief that like, in order to have enough money to feel comfortable or to have financial freedom 
or um, to have an excess or an abundance of money, hard work and sacrifice is required. And that's a, that's a belief that a lot of us carry. So I'm definitely not alone in that. Like a lot of people walk around with that belief. And, um, I think there's a lot of people that might argue like, well, yeah, like hard work and sacrifice is required in order to get where you want to go and to have the type of money that you want to have and live the life that you want to live. And if that's what you're thinking right now, then you know that you also hold that belief. And there's nothing wrong with hard work and hard work is definitely important and I work really, really hard, but there's a difference between working hard and also making space for allowing and receiving and having fun and building joy into your life and having that sort of balance and just like work, 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 work to the point of exhaustion, overwhelm, burnout. Like there's, there's a difference there. There's a line. So it's not that hard work isn't required. Of course, we need to be willing to work hard and put a lot of effort towards the things that, that we're, that we want to achieve. But my belief system was really pushing me to work extremely hard, like beyond the limits of what was probably healthy for me, or at least like necessary. So I think that's the key here is that if you believe that an extreme level of hard work, commitment, sacrifice is necessary in order to get where you're trying to go, then you will always be striving for more. Like it'll never really be enough for you in your mind to believe, oh, I've done enough now. The thing that I want, the goal that I'm working towards is going to show up. Like I just know that it's going to happen. That kind of like messes messes with your mentality, right? So you start to think like, oh, but I need to do more. It's like when people say, I, I want to I wanna be more productive. When we think about productivity, I was just talking about this with a client the other day. When we say, I want to be more productive, it's like, okay, but how will you know when you've been more productive? Like, what's your, what's, what's the threshold? What is the limit? Like, what is the definition of productivity for you? How will you know when you've had a productive day? Because if you are a person that is really dominant in their masculine energy, you will continue to push, 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 push those limits. And when you reach one bar, you'll just continue to raise it and try to go for the next one. So it's like, it'll never be enough. You could do, you could say, okay, I really want to get like these five things done today. And you could get those five things done. And then you're like, and so now I need to do more because I have extra time. You don't reach the point of having those five things get done and then be like, okay, I had a productive day. Like, that's good. Now I get to like chill and relax. Not if you're in that like highly masculine energy of like push, 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 force, control. It's all up to me to create the life I want to live. Yeah. Which those are the, the people who I'm talking to. Sometimes I get overwhelmed by how much I have to do that it feels like I never scratch the surface. Yeah, exactly. So if you're the type of person that has a million things on their to-do list and you're highly in your masculine energy of like wanting to feel productive and move the needle and push forward and, and see that progression and that success, it's almost like you could do so many things on that list and still never feel content by it. You could do half the list and still be like, well, half the list is still undone and there's just not enough time in the day or the week in my life to like, what am I going to, and more things keep getting added. Like the focus becomes so much on what, what is still to be done 
that we lose sight of what we've already accomplished and we completely eliminate our ability to sit and rest, relaxation, restoration. And that like creates a lot of problems. It creates a lot of problems for our mental health, for our physical health, for our relationships, for our work-life balance. Um, So those are the type of people that I'm talking to right now. And I can see a lot of you are maybe resonating with this. If you are, if you feel like that's you and you're resonating, go ahead and give me some of those hearts so that I can see um, if people on here are like getting this. How can I have more feminine energy? How can I improve that? Yeah, exactly. It's, um... It's a process, like it's a practice. We have to, we have to really work at it uh, on a like daily basis. So, and for someone who's very highly masculine, you may need to create structure or scheduling around the time that you allocate towards tapping into your feminine energy. So, like feminine energy is a lot more about allowing, receiving, flowing, relaxing, being creative. Um, yeah, being like receptive. And if you are really highly in your masculine, that always seems like that's, that's an addition to what you're already doing. Like that's a nice add on. Like that's, if I have time, oh, that's like maybe someday, right? Maybe I'll be able to like relax and enjoy. That's always like off in the distant future for us, like high achieving masculine energy people. It's like, oh, finally, once I get all of this done, then I'll be able to take a vacation and go on the beach and finally relax and feel that like feminine flow of like ease of like, yes, I've made it, I'm done. But as we were just saying, you're never done and you never feel like you've ticked every box and that you've made it. So then there's no space for you to allow that like feminine energy. So you might need to create it like with structure and schedule in your day and in your life. Cause that like structure and schedule is very masculine. So that might be easier for you to like follow. So like literally like time blocking your schedule in a way that's, that leaves space or leaves a, a day, um, for you to just like relax, restore, allow, whatever that means for you, like whatever the the feminine energy practices are that you want to implement to help you adopt that more. But I wanted to share with you guys this mantra that came to me yesterday as I was talking to a client because we were talking about this. And the mantra is, I just kind of like flowed through me and I was like, wait, that's really good. I should share that with more people. So the, the mantra is, when I let go, I get closer to my destination. And this is something that I have to remind myself of. And that allowing and letting go of some of the control, some of the perceived control that I think I have over my life and the outcomes, right? Because we don't have control over everything. But when I let go, I get closer to my destination because I actually make space for me to be the, the high vibrational being that I'm constantly working towards and trying to be, I need to have both things. I need to have my like masculine energy, my work, my ambition, my drive, my dedication. But I also need to have that feminine energy that's like trusting and intuitive and just like goes with the flow and knows that things are unfolding as they should and is allowing the process and is closing my laptop when it gets to be 7 p.m. and I've worked a full work day rather than staying there until 10 p.m. because 
oh, got to get it done. There's more to get done. There's more to get done. Like I need both sides of that to be my best version of myself and to serve my life and my relationships and my business in the best way that I can. So I get closer to my destination of being that well-rounded best version of myself when I can let go. And maybe that's a mantra that you want to carry with you that will help you. And this is even for things, I was talking to my client about this the other day, even for things like if you share a home with someone, if you have a partner, you have a family, um, and you share like house tasks, like things like laundry and dishwasher and trash and making the bed and all that stuff that we have to do as adults. It's like, if you are a person that loves control and certainty and you like to do things well, you might be the one that like takes on a lot of those tasks and you like to do it because you know that you can do it the best. But even letting go of some of those tasks and allowing help and allowing yourself to delegate and know that other people aren't necessarily going to do it in the same way that you would do it and they may not do it like as good as you could do it, but you're going to ultimately get closer to your destination of feeling like you can take a deep breath of feeling like you've arrived in your life and like you have more balance by letting go of some of those things, by letting go of the need to control everything and to know the outcomes and to constantly like hold on really tight and make sure that everything is done your way or in the best way or whatever, right? So if that's resonating, let me know for sure. I think there was another comment that I missed. I get so overwhelmed when I jump into my manifestations. I then block myself and then question why I'm doing it. I get so overwhelmed when I jump into my manifestations. I then block myself and then question why I'm doing it. Hmm. You mean like when you think about all the things that you're trying to manifest, you then get like overwhelmed by the thought of everything that might be required in order for you to actually manifest it. And then you are like, why am I doing this? Maybe more context there and I can help you answer that question. Um, but yeah, so like this can show up in so many different areas of your life. It can show up in work, it can show up at home. Like if this is the energy that you kind of operate in, I'm sure that you're familiar with it and you can start to kind of put the pieces together of how it shows up in your life and start to think about like where you can let go more. Where can I release some of the control? Where can I allow people to help me? Where can I create actual scheduled space in my calendar for me to just like disconnect? And like for me, I've been taking so many baths recently, which I think like baths is like a really cliche, like (laughs) way to like tap into your feminine energy, but like, I don't know, it's working. So that's something. Um, but I think for me, it is so much around work and setting boundaries for myself around when I'm contactable by my clients and when I respond to WhatsApps and emails and DMs and when I close my computer at the end of the day, like we're never going to be done. And I think that's a really hard realization to come to, but it's one that's necessary in order for you to actually create the type of energy that you want to live in is like, we're never going to be done. It's never going to be enough. The the to-do list is never going to be like, tick, 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 tick. Everything is done. There's nothing left for me to do in the whole world. Now I can relax. (sighs) Like that moment is probably never coming because our life 
continues to move and evolve and change and new things happen and new things get added to the to-do list. And even when you reach a new level or a new achievement, you're going to have more goals. You're going to have more aspirations. You're going to have more things that you want to create and do in your life. So coming to the understanding that like, we're never going to be done. We're never going to feel like it's done. The to-do list is never going to be complete and over. All of our tasks are never going to be like fully ticked off. Like we have to start creating the type of balance and energy that we want to live in now because we keep thinking that it's somewhere out there in the future. We keep thinking like, oh, when I get to this point, then I'll be able to feel that balance. Then I'll have more boundaries with myself. Then I'll be able to let go. Then I'll be able to delegate. But the question that you have to ask yourself is, will you? Like, will you? As you get closer to your goals, as you create more for yourself and your life, whether it's in family or business or success, will you feel like that? Or will there just be new things that have to be taken care of that are also going to be added to your plate, right? I want to read some of your guys' comments here. What's helping me a bit with my feminine energy is just feeling the music and dance. Yes, that has just a big high feminine energy in my opinion. For sure. Yeah, that's a great, I mean, dancing is a great feminine practice. If that's something that's working for you, that's an amazing option. Like I said, there's so many different ways that you can go about it. But I think the main obstacle for people is how do I create space for it? And the fact of the matter is, is you just have to start like getting more strict with yourself about knowing your limits and making space for those more feminine energy practices that are more um, restorative. Have you done landmark education? No, I haven't. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, keep asking me questions, guys, if you have any questions about any of this. Um, And if you relate to what I'm saying and you can identify with it, give me some hearts. I've had to learn to stop taking work home. That can sometimes get weird when you work from home. (laughs) Yeah, we all kind of like live at work now. We live at the office. Uh, We live where we work. So, I mean, many people now. So it's tough. And like, that's the thing is like, we have to create those boundaries or else we will never feel like we've arrived because that's the biggest thing I think is we're all waiting to feel like we've arrived so that we can finally let go. And a lot of times the idea in our mind is like, if I let go of the control, if I stop being productive, if I choose to relax rather than finish these last few tasks, I will not reach my goals. I will not get where I'm going. If I let go, then I won't get where I'm going. And in reality, the exact opposite is true. It's like by letting go, you get closer to your goals. By letting go, you move closer to the type of person and life that you want to live because don't you want to live a life that feels more balanced? Don't you want to live a life that has like beautiful harmony, that has yin and yang, that has masculine and feminine, that has productivity and relaxation? Like that's what we're all seeking in our minds. We want to get to the place where we can finally have both. So like that's our job now in the present is to like, say fuck it and like figure out how to create both 
because you're never going to get to a moment where suddenly it just, oh, now I can have both and it makes perfect sense and there's no obstacles to it anymore. There's always going to be obstacles. Like there's always going to be more shit. Like as we move through life, there's always going to be more shit, new levels, new devils. So we have to make a conscious effort to start to create that balance of the two. And I don't really like the word balance because I know there's certain seasons where you'll have to be more heavily in one energy than the other. I don't think we're ever like perfectly like 50, 50 balanced, but you know what I'm saying? Like the, the, the combination of the two rather than being feeling like you're so strongly in one direction or the other. And like for the conversation that we're having today, specifically like so strongly in your masculine energy of like push control force productivity, go, 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 no rest and relaxation, no time to have fun, no time to disconnect. Right. So we have to get like a little bit more, um, strict with ourselves in kind of like being our own parent and being like, right at seven, like work turns off and you don't answer emails after that time. You don't answer phone calls. Like obviously all of this is going to be unique to like your personal search situation. So take what I'm saying with a grain of salt and like try to figure out how it would apply to you and what would realistically work. But we just have to get stricter with ourselves in actually creating the boundaries and the space to enjoy our lives outside of all of the like creating and uh, like task driven objectives and goals and all that kind of stuff. How can I handle working with women who feel the need to overpower my actions? Where are the supportive women? Right here, sister friend. (laughs) Um, Yeah, like women supporting women is uh, a hashtag for a reason, I think, because it's something that so many of us have not felt in our lives. But when you start to put yourself in circles or in spaces where you can see that there are women that are supportive and there are um, not only supportive, but also like emotionally intelligent and self-aware and wanting to be helpful, you know, when you put yourself in, in environments that show you that that exists, um, those people can serve as expanders for you. So expanders are people that expand your subconscious mind to be able to perceive of a new reality or a new narrative. So if the narrative has always kind of been like women are, are very jealous or um, they're very critical or they're very judgmental or they're very dramatic or whatever, like all these stories, right? Of how like girls are always fighting against girls. And if that's always been the narrative, then we need to put ourselves in environments that are going to help us disprove that. These can also be like talked about in terms of, they're called like disconfirming experiences in neuroscience. So you need to create more disconfirming experiences for yourself. So like experiences that are going to effectively disconfirm the belief that like women are trying to constantly trying to put other women down. Yeah. I have it at work where I'm surrounded by a bit of both and have to work with quite jealous women. Yeah. And I think like that's, there's always going to be both, right? There's going to be both of everything in the world. And we just have to choose where our attention goes because where your attention goes energy flows right so it's obviously easier said than done um and especially when you're in an environment like a work environment or something like that where you can't really like necessarily like 
just like cut those people out or like get away from them. You have to be like really, really firm about protecting your own energy. So the way that you protect your own energy is completely unique to you. But for a lot of people, their morning routines and the way that they set themselves up for the day is the thing that sort of like builds that shield and that bubble that protects their energy. So making sure that you are filling your cup and you're doing the things that allow you to be more positive, even in the face of negativity, that you will, that allow you to have the bandwidth and the strength to allow things to like roll off of your back rather than like take everything personally, protecting your energy in that way. And then also like limiting if as much as you can, the engagement that you have with those people that tend to give you that feeling or that energy. So if you don't need to engage with them or talk with them, then don't right? If, if there's, if you can limit the amount of time that you spend in the same room or the same vicinity or the same conversations as them, then do it. And you know, the, the conversations or communication that you have to have with them for work things, uh, that's fine, but go in with your bubble, right? Like go in knowing this is a person that, you know, has a different outlook on life than me, is in a different situation than me is, is coming at everything with a different, very different lens than I am. And I'm going to, go into this meeting that I know that I have to have with them or this conversation or this email with my energy protected, right? So with the intention of it's not personal because we take everything so, so personally, um, like naturally, like we all do. It's, it's very hard to avoid. So like if you can set the attention, uh, the intention ahead of time of, okay, like I'm going to be in the same room or the same meeting or the same classroom or the same whatever with this person, uh, my intention is to be my best self and not let anybody kind of like penetrate my like protective bubble that I've built. Um, that's, I think, the best that you can do when you are in a situation where you, it's unavoidable. Um, create boundaries where you're able to limit your time with that person where able to and then protect your own energy on a daily basis with your morning or daily routines and be intentional about the time that you have with that person or people so that you can actively remind yourself, like, I'm choosing to stay in my energy and be my best self, even in the face of, you know, confrontation or challenge or negativity. I also found journaling helps to set that morning intention. Yeah, protection bubble. Uh-huh. Also for work and overwhelm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, setting intentions is huge. Like, it's 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 kind of like mind-blowing how much of a difference it makes you just like thinking ahead of time this is the person that I want to be in this situation this is how I want to show up this is the energy that I'm bringing and I'm being intentional about not letting anybody destroy that or not taking things too personally right like if you set the intention you will have so much more success in having that be the outcome it doesn't always mean that you'll be 100% successful in achieving it but you will be so much more likely to have that come through as your experience just by setting the intention ahead of time. So that's a great, a great way to do that. And writing it down in the morning is huge too. If you have like something going on at work that day that you know is going to be like difficult for you or challenging for you or triggering for you or stressful for you, set your intention, like go in clear about this is who I am. This is how I feel. This is the energy that I've created and built for myself. I choose to maintain it right? It's impenetrable. I'm creating my bubble. This is where I'm going to be. This is where I'm going to live today. Nobody can fuck with it. 
if you set that intention, you will be so much more likely to not fall victim or like be susceptible to other people's energies or opinions or attitudes or whatever else goes on. Yeah. So we kind of like took a random turn. Um, I wasn't expecting to talk about that, but I did want to give you guys just another quote that I also love that's helpful if you are like a highly sort of like masculine energy person that's always focused on doing, pushing, productivity, achieving, all that stuff. And I love this quote and I share it with everybody that I can, which is the rest is part of the work. So just another reminder, same as the other mantra that I gave you before of when I let go, I get closer to my destination. It's the same. The rest is part of the work, meaning your time away from pushing and controlling and like visualizing and manifesting and going towards your goals and doing all the do, 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 do your time away from those things to just be like be as you are as a person and live in your life rather than just living in the part that like curates the future. That is an important part of ultimately getting to where you want to go. Your energy, your personal energy, your personal vibration is the number one indicator of your level of magnetism. So if you want to be able to attract more amazing things into your life and to achieve your goals faster, you also need to be cognizant of what is my personal energy? Am I always forcing? Am I always feeling like it's not enough? Am I always feeling guilty that I haven't gotten more done? Like if that's the vibe, if that's the energy, then we're not as magnetic as we could be, right? So the rest is part of the work. Resting, restoring, relaxing, letting go, allowing, flowing, all of that is part of your journey to get to the destination that you're trying to get to. And I think for someone that is like obsessed with working hard and achieving and all that, this is an amazing way to just like add another like to do on your to-do list. It's like, how do you get a masculine, like dominant, energetic person to lean into their feminine and to make space for more like yoga and relaxation and baths and fun time and non-working time? Oh, just, just make it another like to do so that they can take it off their box. Um, so I find that funny, but it, the quote resonates so much with me. The rest is part of the work because in your mind, you're like, oh, like resting is part of the job that I have to do in order to get where I'm trying to go. So now I feel more motivated to do it suddenly. It's kind of like playing a mind game with us masculine energy people. But I really hope this was helpful for you guys. Um, if you're feeling like you're in that space of putting a lot of pressure on yourselves to achieve your goals and get where you're trying to go in life and move the needle and succeed and all of that. Um, I hope these mantras and this conversation serve you in some way. Um, if you've enjoyed this video, please go ahead and share it with someone else who you think would benefit from it or enjoy it. And yeah, I think that's it for me today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Don't forget to rate and review the podcast over on Apple. It really helps support the show and increase our reach. I appreciate you all so much sending you all the love and good vibes and I'll see you next week. Bye.